Now, we're going to do something a little different today on the Community Forum. Going to, of course, talk about what's happening in the community. But I wanted to check in with one of our area pastors that has been such a blessing to us here at Heaven 97 and all throughout the community. Checking in with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Pastor G., how you doing? I'm doing good, Carmina. Well, Pastor, I reached out to you because I wanted you to join us today, and we want to talk about something. We just want to have a, a candid conversation today talking about friendships. Now, you shared some great things with us there at the church, and I said, you know, these are some things we need to share with the listening audience. So I reached out to you, was able to get you to join us, and I just want us to take some time today and talk about friendships. Sometimes we take it for granted who we're calling a friend, Pastor, and we don't often realize how the right friendships or the wrong friendships can really impact our lives. Yeah, um, I I think it's one of the... um issues that is least discussed in the body of Christ uh, because people want to keep, you know, friends forever. They want to hold on to, you know, people and they don't really want to let them go or they don't want to be guilty of hurting anyone by, you know, walking away from them. But uh, probably, you know, I I would would say one of the biggest uh, causes of being stagnant as a believer uh, is you know the company that you're keeping exactly exactly well i got some i've got a few points here that I want you to kind of cover for us, and the first thing I really want us to talk about pastor is you we always say we always talk about being like minded and i don't think we really we really understand what that even means if you could kind of break that down for us when we say we're getting friends that we need to be like minded what are we saying um well i'm 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 gonna read directly from the the PowerPoint that okay. I did. Um, this, this, this lesson from, but, um, I said that those that we consider friends should share our beliefs and our code of ethics, conduct, and religion. Okay. Um, so if we're going to consider someone a friend, they need to share these things. They need to share our ethics, conduct, and religion. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is when you do not share the same views in these areas, you're going to either fall into temptation or Mm -hmm. you're going to cause others to minimize the importance of, of your stance. Okay. So if people minimize the importance of your stance, then your stance never becomes important to them. Mm-hmm. And if your stance is, is biblical and you're, and, and you're standing that way because it lines up with what God wants, then you're minimizing what God wants. Mm-hmm. And so if you continue to uh, be close friends with someone who differs in these areas, then you're not making a difference in their lives. Okay. Uh, I made this statement, when you don't make a difference between their beliefs and your beliefs, then you cause your beliefs to not make a difference to them. Okay, okay. And, that, and that's a dangerous place to be in as a believer because that, that's basically saying that this friend is so important, I'm not going to share the truth with them. And their life, you know, is, is in jeopardy, even though... They're on my watch, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's something that we all need to check. So you're saying, like, we take it for granted sometimes. We still should be ministering to and, and encouraging our friends. It shouldn't just be friendship without any godliness, right? Well, you know, that too, but there comes a point where you have to make the decision to let certain friends go mm-hmm. if, they, if, if, you know, if they're not... Um, lining up with your ethics, your code of conduct, or religion. You know, over time, you, you begin to degrade your beliefs 
by being around someone that doesn't believe what you believe. Okay. And you begin to degrade it, and they basically are uh, influencing you versus you influencing them. And First right. Corinthians 5 and 11 says, I've written unto you now not to keep company if any man be, uh, that's a brother be a fornicator, be covetous, or be an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner. With such a one, do not even eat. So the Bible is telling you that, you know, it's okay if you're in a position to minister to someone and help them. Mm -hmm. But if they're a friend, then you should share these same beliefs and these same codes of ethics, or you're going to end up compromising you, and most importantly, you're going to compromise them because you lose uh, validity in their eyes and your beliefs don't even matter to them. Wow. Wow. Now, one point that you brought up, Pastor, that I want us to touch on is how our friendship should be logical. Can you talk about that a little bit, what that means? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, women are emotional. Men are logical. Okay. This is the way God created us. And the emotion is what, what he saw that Adam was lacking. Okay. So he looked at Adam and said, man should not be alone. Well, it was the emotional part that the woman brings to the table that balances out the logic of a man. So this was, you know, in God's creation plan. So when we're choosing friends, most women are going to choose friends based on emotion. Most men should choose friends based on logic. Mm -hmm. But there needs to be a balance there. So that means that, yeah, I care about you emotionally, but I need my logic to kick in to make sure you're supposed to be in my life. Okay. And, and so I need to look at my life and I need to say, you know, is this, you know, is this person in my life based on what, where I'm going, how I want to end up, and are they helping me with that, or are they degrading me and pulling, you know, pulling me down? And when we forge friendships, we need to make sure that uh, our friends match who we desire to be mm -hmm. and not just, you know, who we want to were. You know, if you had right. a friend that grew up in the projects with you, this is an example I used last night, you grew up in the projects and, and, and it beat somebody up for you or whatever, and you want to hold on to this friend forever. But then when you come to Christ, they don't want Christ. Mm -hmm. They want that, you know, they have another belief. Then you're not going to make a good friend to them because you don't share those same beliefs. So that's not logical. Mm -hmm. It's not logical to have someone in your life that is against you thinking that they're going to help your upward mobility or your progress. But we feel a sense of loyalty to them because, like you said, they, they helped us, you know, when we stole that gum from the corner store. They were the one that took out running <laughs> with us. I mean, and so we feel a sense of loyalty, but we don't understand. It's, I guess it's kind of a skewed loyalty. Yeah, well, it's, lo it's loyalty based on emotion. Okay. But it's not based on logic. Okay. And that's the thing, you know, when, when, when Christ comes, God is the God of logic. Mm -hmm. His logic is logos. His logos is his word. That's where we get the word logos, logic. Mm -hmm. So it's not logical for us to keep sin in, us, in our lives or around us and think that it will not uh, eventually affect us. First Corinthians gives us the, you know, the, the scripture right here. It says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts mm -hmm. good morals. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not one that's going to argue with the Bible. I'm not one to try to take what the Bible says and not apply it. Right. The, Bible is, the Bible is clear on this. If, if it's bad company, it's going to change your moral values. And mm -hmm. if it changes your morality, it's going to birth sin. And once sin is birthed, then death comes. And that's what the Bible is telling us. So we have to pe keep people around us to keep us where we want to be 
and not keep reminding us where we used to be. Right, right. And one point I think you touched on was that, especially in the situation for married women, they can, we have, they would have husbands that can help them really kind of identify who might be a fraud friend and who might be one that's, that's beneficial. Sometimes if you just ask your spouse, you'd be surprised the response that you receive. Well, yeah, and and that's that balance of logic versus emotion. You know, a man is going to be logical. And so in a relationship and, you know, in a marriage, you know, there should be a friendship already there. Okay, there should be a a friendship there that, you know, that's more important than any other friendship. But when it comes to our side friendships, the husband is going to see things logically and the woman is going to see things emotionally. And so they can help each other out in that area uh, because the woman wants to hold on to someone because it's an emotional connection, but that person is bad for their lives. That person is, you know, in their lives only to use them or whatever, and the man can see that. And then there could be someone in the man's life that is taking advantage of their feelings or emotionally or whatever, and the woman can see that from an emotional standpoint. So mm-hmm. that's where that balance, you know, comes in uh, when, it, when it involves a husband and a wife. Now, what about for those in single town that don't have that male, <laughs> that male voice that can that can help in that situation? Then how should they handle that? Well, you know, singles need to be very, very careful because mm-hmm. you know a single person is uncovered, mm-hmm. and and you know unless they're you know still under their father or you know uh, they you know they have a man in their life uh, in their home, uh, father, stepfather, whatever it is that can offer that covering. Um, but still, you know, I, I was talking last night and telling the women that, you know, single women really need good friends mm-hmm. because a single woman's friend is going to have more influence on her than a married woman's friend. Right. And so when you're a single woman, you know, your friends are everything. You can just step back and look at all your friends and you can basically, you know, tell yourself where you're going in life. Mm-hmm. By just you know, your friends are your resume. Your friends are your report card. Who you draw as a single person is what you are. Mm-hmm. So if all your friends got issues, welcome <laughs> to the issue party. You know, cause <laughs> that's why you were invited. <laughs> and so you know, you need to really keep the quality of your friends to a certain standard mm-hmm. if you're single because that's going to dictate what you draw. It's going to dictate the kind of man that's going to want you. It's going to dictate, you know, who you're going to end up marrying. It's going to dictate all of those things. And so you really need to assess your friends and make sure that these are people that, you know, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, that you trust, and these are people that are going in the same direction with the same morals that you have. Right, right. And I want you to dispel something because there's always this myth out there that once a woman gets married, then she can't have friends anymore. Her husband is supposed to be her only friend. She can't talk to nobody else. Now, Pastor, is that true? No, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, You know, (laughs) uh, because a man is a man. So, you know, the the friendship between a husband and a wife is going to be male and female. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when a woman needs logic, and understanding, mm-hmm. then she can go to her man because he's going to base everything she's saying logically okay. and it's going to help her logically and balance out her emotion. Okay. But when she just wants emotion, you know, want to be emotional and just, 
you know, I just want to talk and I really don't want you to say nothing, <laughs> then you need a homegirl for that because that's what women do. Y'all, you know, how y'all do. Y'all do that all day long. Y'all can just talk, you know, <laughs> talk about a problem and there's no solution nowhere in the vicinity and you still had a good time talking. Well, a man can't do that. <laughs> you, you bring a problem to a man, a man is going to desire to try to solve it or just, let's just stop talking about it if we ain't going to do nothing about it. I mean, that's, that's logic. So I think women definitely need female friends. They definitely need women they can, what y'all call, dish in, y'all can dish with and talk to and, you know, those kind of things aside from, you know, the logic and the different things that a man provides. All right. All right. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, and we're really breaking down friendships. You know, sometimes we again, I have to say, we just I don't think we define that word well. And we have people in our lives that we shouldn't necessarily. We can't understand why we're not going to our next level. We can't understand why our prayers aren't being fulfilled. Well, sometimes it may be the company that you're keeping that's really, really hindering a lot of that. And, Pastor, I want you to talk about this because I think this is probably one of the biggest problems. Uh, We talk about friends being beneficial. Official. I think this has been abused, though. I think we sometimes choose people almost to use them. Am I correct with that? Yeah, well, you know, a person can only, a person is going to choose friends based on how they, how they feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if a person is discontent or if a person is, has low esteem, then they're going to try to choose somebody and use them for their esteem. Okay. And they want to attach themselves to someone to make them feel better about themselves. Okay. And so, you know, uh, that that happens a lot when we don't deal with our issues. And that's why at ABC, we're always trying to deal with who we are, our problems, our past, our issues, childhood issues, childhood trauma. I'm talking about all these things constantly because until we get these things resolved, we're going to go out and, I mean, we're going to create... I don't know if y'all remember uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You remember that movie? <laughs> well, there was a, a part in that movie where Rudolph went to an island where there was misfit toys. <laughs> and when he got to, <laughs> to the island of misfit toys, there was something wrong with all the toys. They, You know, a, a, a dog was missing an eye. You know, a little toy dog didn't have a leg. And, you know, it was it, it, these were all the, the, the toys that, you know, weren't completed or were, you, you know, flawed in some kind of way. Right. And so he was on the island of misfit toys, and he wanted Santa to come and get all these toys, take it to the elves so the elves can repair them all. Mm-hmm. But they were all on this island, and that reminds me of a lot of people who, I, I say they're on the island of misfit friends. Mm-hmm. They go pick friends when something's wrong with them. They don't have an eye. They don't have a leg. They don't have enough. And I don't mean this naturally. I mean this emotionally and spiritually. Right. And so these friends end up constantly pulling on them, and they don't have the sense to really look in the mirror and see, man, the reason why I'm on this island is because something's wrong with me. I don't have a neck. I don't have a, 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 a no hair or whatever. In the, in the spirit realm. Right. And so we got to be completed and we got to get ourselves worked on by, you know, by God so that he can fix these issues so we don't go surround ourselves. Because, listen, if we're on the island of misfits, then we're a misfit. Mm-hmm. And if we are, we, it, 
But if we're a misfit, we're going to miss things. We're going to miss the blessings of the Lord because we're not, in, we're not in the right disposition to really receive from God. And we don't want our issues to land us in that place where we're just not right. And, mm-hmm. man, folks get old like that, Carmina. They right. get old just not right. Mm-hmm. And it's because they chose to be in denial and never deal with what happened to them or what someone did to them. And it has affected their friendships. It's affected their marriage. It's affected the way their children behave. It's affected everything. So we got to make sure we're okay before we can be beneficial. And I said last night, you know, we're supposed to benefit our friends. Mm-hmm. So we don't just look for friends that are beneficial right. uh, to us, but we have to be beneficial first. In order to, you know, the Bible says a man that will have friends must first show himself friendly. So we need to be in a position to offer a beneficial friendship where a person can benefit from us. And I'm not talking about financial. I'm just talking about encouragement, admonishing, growing in the Lord, Mm -hmm. being better than they were before they met us. That's how we need to be uh, lodged in people's lives, and those are the kind of people that we will begin to attract into our lives. I love it. I love it. Well, Pastor, I, you brought up a very valid point that I want to get into next because when we're talking about the spiritual, we got to realize that we really have to be prayerful and and choose God ordained friends, not just us choosing in our own flesh, our own emotion and things like that. So I want to talk about that next. We got to take a real quick break, y'all. We're going to be back. Pastor G. Craig Lewis is joining us. We're talking about friendships. It's Heaven 97. But right now we're talking with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, pastor of the Adamant Believers Council there in North Richland Hills, Texas. And Pastor Lewis, of course, we're talking about friendships. Now, you you, you put something out there a moment ago. So now we got to talk about really seeking God for God ordained friends. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yeah, well, you know, God should be the judge on who's in our life. And we can have people in our life that shouldn't be. And everyone that's listening to me knows that that's possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) You can have somebody in your life that should not be in your life, and they're in your life because you want them in your life. But we should run everyone in our life through a little test by just praying to God and asking him, should this person be in my life? Mm. I have seen, coming down through the years, Mm I've seen women that wanted to get married and couldn't get married because mm-hmm. the wrong people were in their lives. Mm-hmm. I've seen people that were married that got divorced because the wrong people were in their lives. Right. I've seen people die because they were with a person that should not have been in their lives. And so because our forward progress is important to God, mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we line up our friends with his will for us, it's His will that we progress and not digress. Mm-hmm. Therefore, having the right people in your life is important to Him. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't have anyone close to us that God doesn't want close to us. Right. And that's why we need to make sure. You know, I, I, I'm going to say this. There was a satanic uh, season. I forgot which one it was. Uh, that where they worship the devil or whatever, mm-hmm. and they began to create all of these internet identities, these internet friends. Okay, and uh, they were fake friends on Facebook, and um, people they were just going around liking stuff and wanting to be added. Okay, and so when we did some investigation, we found out that these people believed that if you are befriended, if you 
if if you befriend them, meaning if you accept them as a friend, okay, then you bring them into your life, and the spells and the witchcraft and different things that they perform has power wow. over you in your life. Mm-hmm. This is a true thing I'm telling you. You can go all the way back to the black and white Dracula, Bela Lugosi and Nosferatu. <laughs> and you will remember that Dracula couldn't, he couldn't do anything to you until he was invited into your house or into your space. True. They were mm-hmm. doing this with MySpace, everything. So the invitation of a person gives that person influence in your life and in your space. So we have to be very careful that we check who's in our space, who's around us, because it could be stopping blessings from God. It could be holding us in a place, and we can never progress. It could even bring curses on our lives where we just can't get the things we feel we want from God or the things that God wants for us Mm -hmm. just because we're in the wrong place. So we can't take it for granted. We really have to be prayerful about it. Proverbs 3 and 6 says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. That means everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, and especially now in the end times, in every way. There's certain things somebody next to you can get away with, but you can't get away with just because of your spiritual disposition versus theirs. Mm-hmm. There are things that somebody in your life, a friend in your life can do that they're influencing you to do, but if you do it, it's the end of you. Mm-hmm. And that is how important, why it's so important that we keep the right people that God ordains in our lives. Exactly, exactly. And, and we also want to find ourselves being good friends. And one thing that uh, you talked about and I want you to share a little bit about today is we have to be consistent. Friendships are consistent. Talk about that and how important that is. A consistent relationship is going to be someone that's, you know, always there. But but here's the thing, Carnita, you have to be a consistent person in order to be a consistent friend. Okay. And that's the thing that Christians are stumbling with in this day is inconsistency mm-hmm. and not being consistent spiritually. That means that we have to take the whole word. We got to believe the whole Bible. We can't a lot for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We have to take it all mm-hmm. and be consistent with it all, meaning, you know, if we have a friend and that friend wants to just say pledge in a sorority or fraternity, Greek sorority or fraternity, well, that's devil worship according to the Bible. Mm -hmm. And the Bible calls that, you know, worshiping uh, the devil or sitting at the table with demons, according to Paul and Corinthians. So you, you, you can't do that. You can't be a partaker of that. You can't be a part of that. So, you know, that's a person who's trying to have the word, but then, you know, a lot for some inconsistency because it's what they want to do, or they did it before they really had knowledge, and now they don't want to give it up. That's inconsistency. So in order to have consistency in our friendships, we have to first be consistent with the word and make sure our music ain't cussing us out. You know, every movie we watch ain't sticking up by a butt in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, all of, all of the different things that we need to clean up in our own lives, all of our you know, likes on Facebook is a bunch of sin or stuff involving sin, and we have to be, I'd say, concert, or we, you know, pledging to greet gods or whatever. All of these things we have to clean up and become consistent so that we can attract consistent friends and we can have people in our lives that will strengthen us and make us better instead of pull us down and, uh, and, and, and bring harm to us. 
and, and I have to go here just for one quick second, has a lot of our, our, our viewpoint on friendships and, and, and how we, how we even are friends. Has a lot of that been skewed because of so much that we've seen on TV? And like you said, so many of the things we're listening to and partaking in, do you think that's really kind of skewed us even in our more older ages? Well, yeah, because I mean, people think they have, a thousand friends now, just because on the internet <laughs> it tells them that, but they don't know them. Mm-hmm. You don't know them people, so those aren't your friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the thing: when people start liking what you say and 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 you accept them as your friend, then yeah, you you're skewed because you start thinking what's not real is real, and friendship is based on fantasy and not reality. But you know, in the Bible, the Bible considers friends brothers and sisters in the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's that's the word that is used in the New Testament for friend. It's brother and sister. That's my brother and my, my sister in Christ. So that means that I hold them close and I hold them dear. I know their stance and we all align with our morals, with our convictions, with our religious beliefs. We're all on the same page. That's a true friend, not somebody that just likes something you posted. <laughs> now, you know, <laughs> That, that's a good point. That's a good point. Now, if you have questions, we're talking about friendships. You can call us, 972-996-3970. That's 972-996-3970. I got another point. Now, Pastor, I, I just got all these points for you because I think this is something really huge that we should be sharing with the listening audience. But let's talk about being honest in our friendships because what I've seen so many times, and unfortunately it seems to really impact women more so, I, I, well, I can speak for women, I guess I should say. I've seen it where it's it's a situation where they're not being honest with one another. You know, I'm 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 your friend here, but then I'm going over here and saying something else, and so I'm not really realizing the value of honesty in a friendship. Yeah, well, honesty is very important because that's the only way you know who you've befriended, mm-hmm. and so it, it you know honesty is very important. Colossians Colossians three nine says, "Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds." So it's very important that we're honest. And this doesn't just mean things that we're hiding from another person. This is actually being honest and upfront about how we truly feel about each other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing that's happening with, you know, people that have gone through traumatic experiences when they're young, maybe have suffered through a divorce. Maybe they've suffered through neglect, abuse, some kind of sexual abuse, whatever the vice was. Uh, that they suffer through, it causes them to create a secret identity that they hold secret to themselves, and they don't open up about it. I mean, it's hard for them to really, truly embrace a friend or love someone the way they should because they have this part of them that they don't share with anyone. So they could be a friend for years. I've had people do me like this, been in my life for 10 years, and then all of a sudden, they, they, they tell you that they feel some kind of way about you and have felt some kind of way about you all along. Mm. And that's a head-scratcher right there because that means that they've been in your life and they haven't been honest with you or they haven't come forward and really told you how they feel. Mm-hmm. And this is very dangerous because this makes a person like that erratic, makes a person angry, makes a person hard to discipline. And so you end up hurt. Because you trusted them, but they they weren't honest. So to to, to be a friend, we really need to be honest with one another, be able to tell a person how we feel, not tell other people, Mm because that's what they do. You know, after after they blow up on you, after they leave your life, then they start telling everyone else what they should have told you all along. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair. So we have to make sure as a friend 
that we're being open and honest because we don't want that done to us. Because, see, that's the thing. You reap what you sow. So anytime you do a person like that, you might as well just get ready for it to come on you a whole lot harder than it was because you're definitely going to reap that. So we don't want to be doing people like that. We want to be honest and upfront about how we feel about a person. And, you know, women do it a little more than men. You know, mm-hmm. y'all tell each other everything. Y'all be, you know, <laughs> calling each other all like their name and everything, and y'all just friends in five minutes. But, you know, with men, you know, men have a problem really opening up to other men, especially when men were raised by women. When they're raised by women, they just really don't talk to any any other man. And mm. it's, it's, it's hard. So we need to work on these areas of trust, and, and being honest with one another so that we can develop some really true sound friendships. And and I'm really glad we're having this conversation. And we got a question that came in. I'm going to share that with you in just one moment. But when we talk about being honest, like you said, then there's another component to that. Being respectful as a friend, that's another thing that I think sometimes we forget is important in building friendships. Yeah, now the, the, the respect thing is what started my whole uh, you know, research into this friendship thing, and that's because I was watching the New Edition movie, and um, man, I was watching Bobby and Ricky and Mike and Ralph and Johnny and all of them. I don't know all their names, but I'm watching these dudes, and they just constantly, I mean, cussing each other out, fighting each other, doing each other wrong, stabbing each other in the back, trying their best to hurt each other, and then when they get interviewed, they're saying, yeah, but that's still my brother. That's still my friend. We, 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 new addition till we die, and all this. And I'm like, man, that is not friendship. Mm -hmm. These guys have no respect for one another. And that's, that's an issue that is very prevalent in our society, fighting. And, you know, anytime you're fighting and cussing and arguing and, and, and hitting and all of those things, you don't have respect for the person. But I, I was sharing last night what the Bible really says about this, and I'm just going to read what I, what, what I read last night. In order to be a real friend, mm-hmm. you must respect each other. Fighting, cussing, arguing, hitting uh, are emotional actions that signify the absence of mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You should never engage in traumatizing disputes with friends. Our language and actions should be direct and assertive, but without regret or grief. Now, here's the scripture that talks about this, but it talks about it in a different light. James 4 and 2 says, you are burning with desire and have not your desire. So you put men to death. You are full of envy. What the Bible is saying that a person that wants to fight, argue and all of that, it's because they're burning with desire, Hmm. but they don't have what they desire. So we're talking discontentment is what makes people argumentative, wrathful, and angry. They're not pleased with themselves. They're not pleased with what they have. They want more. Most of the time, they want what you have. That's why they're fighting you. Mm -hmm. Even though they consider you a friend, they're fighting you out of jealousy and envy, according to this scripture. It says you are full of envy. You're not able to get your desires, so you are fighting and making war. People make war so they can get what they want. People fight because they don't have what they desire. And so the scripture, James 4, really breaks this down. So this is why friends, this is why people need to get their lives in check. They need to deal with their issues, deal with discontentment so that you can be content Mm -hmm. so you don't have to 
fight with people, cussing and hitting and slapping and all of these things, and then coming back later, man, I'm sorry, you know you my dog, you know I love you, you know. That's <laughs> foolishness. You're discontent, and you need to deal with that discontentment before you can be a true friend. That's good. That's good. Pastor G, when we come back, I've got a question for you, and if you have a question, you can call us. That number is 972-996-3970. Keep it here. It's the Community Forum, 797. Pastor G. Craig Lewis, the pastor of the Adamant Believers Council there in North Richland Hills, has been spending some time with us this hour. And we've been really breaking down and talking about friendships. And, Pastor, we got a phone call here I want to share with you. Um, a listener said there, you know, we know we're supposed to love people. But when you, you, you pray and you discern that they shouldn't be in your life, how do you resolve that? Because that's the hard part. When God tells you, you know, that person doesn't belong there. How do you end that? Especially like when you mentioned before, it's someone that's been there forever. You know, um, that can vary most of the time when it's someone that, because I mean, I, and, and you know, I did this lesson out of a lot of um issues that I've had with this because I'm the type, I'll keep somebody in my life even though God has started showing me signs, you know, that, you know, I should probably go another way. I'm just a kind of ride or die kind of dude, you know, and I, I fall in love with people and I try to keep them around and, you know, it takes a lot. And then most of the time they end up just marching out of my life and, you know, uh, at the, in the end anyway. But what I've learned is if you pray and ask God to really show you, you can also ask God to show you how it should be done. Okay. Um, because a lot of times, if, they're, if they don't belong in your life, they really don't want to be in your life. Hmm. And I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> they low-key are in your life for a selfish reason, but they really don't want to be. You know, God is not really going to separate you from someone that is sharing the same things uh, spiritually, uh, mentally, and different things in your life. Y'all share those common things, and y'all are on the same page and going in the same direction, and y'all don't have ulterior motives. That's not a person God is going to really expel out of your life. God is going to want the person out of your life that has an ulterior motive. They aren't who they say they are. Something's going on that you don't know about, and God is trying to get you to a better place or another level. So when you pray for God, it's almost like something. you pray for God to get them out of your life. Something always happens, Mm -hmm. and the truth about this person will come to fruition. It'll, It'll come to the forefront. God will cause something to happen to where you will see how this person has felt about you. In many cases, how they felt about you all along. They've been in your life 20 years, and they'll come tell you for 20 years, you know, I just, I ain't really liked you, but, you know, I just kind of put it. They'll tell you that, and you'll mm-hmm. be like, 20 years? Right. Lord, I done wasted all of this time. And so that's why we need to leave it up to, to God who knows all and can see all so that he can help us know who they are as well as cause something to happen so that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll leave our lives themselves. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, I just got one last question for you. I know I've made you work today, but one last question for you concerning friendships. One thing, especially we as Christians, we need some discreet friends discreet friendships uh-huh mm-hmm. talk about yeah, that pastor yeah. yeah you know men are usually more unless he's homosexual and gay men are usually more discreet 
uh, as far as, you know, being dependable and keeping certain things private. But women, it's a little more challenging sometimes. But, you know, I, my rule of thumb is you can always tell a person that's going to tell your business mm-hmm. because they're telling you everybody else's business. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's around you that's always talking about everyone, talking their secrets, their private stuff, all of that, the minute they depart from you, they are doing the same thing about you to someone else. They're not using discretion. So if they're not discreet to you, they're not going to be discreet about you. A good friend is supposed to have a level of discretion and and keep things private. Mm -hmm. And you need to use discretion when it comes to, you know, your friends. And Titus talks to the women about sound doctrine, and it says to be discreet, chase keepers at home. That's the first thing it mentions is discretion. Mm -hmm. Be discreet about your husband. Don't be telling your husband's personal business. Mm -hmm. And husbands, most husbands don't do it. But just don't tell your wife's personal business because this is something that we need to work on in our friendships so we'll know those barriers and those boundaries. That's good. That's good. Pastor, I really appreciate you taking this time with us today and really stretching out on this topic. And I want you to invite people to visit online. Of course, they can find out more about the ministry and all the things that are happening with EX Ministries. And also they can tune in here each Sunday beginning at 9 30 a.m. to hear the broadcast, A True Church Perspective. But, Pastor, how can they connect with you online? EXMinistries.com is is how you can get everything, you know, pretty much everything that we've done and get information and lots of sermons, lots of sermons. The Tree Series, the Tree Series, which has probably been one of our most popular series so far, is available. Every part, I think all nine parts are available online, and you can download those for free, listen to them. Then we also have donations, places where you can give donations to keep the work going. So all of that's online at exministries.com. All right. Well, I appreciate you so taking this time with us and really helping us stretch out on friendships. We appreciate you so much. You're welcome, Carmina, and thanks for allowing me to come on. Now, you need to go in the editing room and fix that commercial y'all just played because I just got cussed out (laughs) listening to a gospel radio station. Yes, sir. We are on it right now. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. Y'all keep it here. We got to take a real quick break. We'll be back with more. We're your 24-hour gospel music station. It's the Community Forum. It's 797.